Welcome to the We Can Relate podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Berry, and I'm so glad you're listening today. Thanks so much for tuning in on um, your favorite podcast app. If you're listening on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you um, download your podcast from, I definitely appreciate that. So we're going to get this episode started. I've got some hysterical things to talk about today. Well, I think they're hysterical. You guys can judge me or laugh alongside me, whichever you choose. But I'm going to start with um, sipping on my drink today. This is the third week in a row that my coffee, my drink is coffee related on the show. So we're going to definitely have to spice it up next week. I'm not sure um, with what, maybe just some rum chata. But for today, I am drinking a homemade PSL pumpkin spice latte. Um, I've toyed with um, different recipes several times, and I've never really been able to find one that I love. I'm going to post um, here just a couple minutes on our social. This one I found on a blog that I made. And um, I I use dairy-free milk. I'm not um, dairy intolerant. I just choose not to drink it because it kind of upsets my tummy, but I'm not allergic or anything. So I prefer oat milk or almond milk. And then one of my new faves is cashew milk that you can make at home, which I'm mind blown by. If I'm an idiot, so be it. But I just watched my aunt make some cashew milk last week and it was so simple and it just like literally blew my mind. So anyway, this recipe today, you could use any um, milk that you choose, but I would definitely recommend an oat milk because I think they are the richest of the non-dairy milks. And this recipe is for two people. So you and a significant other, or if you're like me, you'll drink it all yourself. So it's enough for a couple cups and it's two cups of oat milk, coffee, um, fresh pumpkin puree. If you are someone who um, has pumpkins or raises pumpkins and you want to make your own, or you can buy canned um, fresh pu- or canned pumpkin, not pumpkin pie filling. So those are two different things. So buy the pumpkin pie filling for other recipes. You want to buy just canned pumpkin if you're buying it for this recipe. And then you're going to also need maple syrup, vanilla, and some pumpkin pie um, spice. And you can use that for the toppings if you want. Um, so you just brew the coffee and set it aside. Or if you have an espresso machine, if you're lucky enough to be a true barista and you have an espresso machine at home, you can totally use, um, real espresso to make this a latte. But if you don't, don't worry. Um, just making some strong black coffee of your favorite blend works great. I use some, um, antidote from coffee ethic here in Springfield Mo shout out coffee ethic. Um, and it works great with this recipe. It's one of my uh, favorite kind of go-to coffees, but you will just simply in a, a saucepan on the stove, have your milk, your pumpkin puree, maple syrup, vanilla, and pumpkin pie spice cooked on um, medium to low heat, stirring it together until they're really well blended. You can also froth that if you'd like, um, or you can froth your milk separately. Kind of, you know, it just depends on your taste on how you want to um, enjoy the latte, but you just dump that into a cup, add your coffee, and you can stir it. Um, up a little bit and then you can serve it on top with some whipped topping or if you need a dairy-free alternative you can um, skip that and just sprinkle with some cinnamon or some pumpkin pie spice on top so anyway it's delicious it's simple it sounds kind of complicated because I you know basically read you a recipe but it really is just a few ingredients tossed in the saucepan heat them up and then pour in with your coffee or your espresso so super simple let me know if you've tried anything like that or if you have a go-to recipe I like the maple syrup in this one some recipes call for brown sugar, some call for table sugar, some call for honey. Um, you can use whatever sweetener you want. Any kind of sugar of choice will work. Um, so no matter what you pick, I'm sure it will be delightful. Um, 
anyway, so uh, moving on to our next topic today, it's kind of weird for me if you haven't noticed uh, when I go from topic to topic, when the girls are here, I can um, chat with them. Speaking of right now, I'm texting with Miss Brooke. She's going to be coming and joining us next week. So um, if you're getting sick of hearing just me, don't tune us out because Brooke is coming next week. Um, and so she's going to be here to um, record and we're going to have a great time. To, um, we might do a few episodes together. Um, so I'm excited to have her back and maybe we can um, drag Leah or Amanda along too for the ride. But anyway, our next topic I mentioned last week, and then I kind of have had so much going on that I wanted to stray from it, but I'm going to go ahead and talk about it because I mentioned it last week and, um, and on Instagram, if you want to follow some of the people that I, um, subscribe to for my obsession with Aldi. Yes, that's right. Aldi, which I hated going when I was a child. It was like the cheap store that we had to shop at because we were poor and I hated everything about it. I hated getting like flats of canned goods and pork and beans and rice and potato. I just hated all of it. I didn't like any, any of it, but now it's like the hip new place to go. If you don't have like a Trader Joe's in your town, you probably have an Aldi. Um, so I'm a big Aldi fan. We got a really awesome one on my side of town here in Springfield. Um, I think it's been there a year or so now, at least a year, maybe a little bit longer. And, um, so I hit it up and I used to just go like whenever grocery shopping, but now there's like a thing you have to go on Wednesdays here because that's when they get their new stuff in. They're like a Wednesday, Sunday store, which I didn't know that was a thing until I started following on Instagram, different, um, Aldi finds people. So adventures on Aldi or, um, Aldi finds or just Aldi USA, um, their corporate page, they have all sorts of awesome, um, like insider information about which things are popular and what's coming each week. And some stores don't get all the same things. So you might like get excited about something and then your store not have it, which has happened to me a couple of times, but for the most part, um, oh, and adventures on Aldi on Instagram, by the way, that's one of my favorite. So Aldi finds and adventures, um, I'm trying to pull one of them up right now. Um, anyway, so it's referred to, you know, the aisle at the store um, at Aldi that you go down. It has absolutely nothing that you need, but everything that you want. They call that the aisle of shame. And I'm obsessed with it. I found all sorts of lovely things. There are tons of gifts too. Like I bought birthday gifts there, um, gifts for my kid there, just random stuff. I found the cutest little um, countertop compost bucket, like it's porcelain or ceramic and it's white and super cute. Um, so anyway, just, just saying, I don't feel like I'm the only one out there that has this weird obsession with grocery shopping. And even though with COVID that's been one of the things that we don't get to go do as much in the way that we used to do it, I still would never like relinquish my Aldi shopping. So I might do grocery pickup at another location, which Aldi now has it too, but I refuse to give up my Aldi shopping. So I'll put my mask on, keep my distance and browse the Aldi store for as long as possible. So I'm going tomorrow. Um, it's Wednesday, it's restock day. So that's kind of a thing. I don't even, I haven't even looked at the ad really. I saw there's some like bloody Mary potato chips that sound scrumptious. So I'm definitely going to try those. Uh, and speaking of booze, this is going to bring me to my, uh, what I think is a, we'll laugh about it now, but in the moment it wasn't quite as funny. So liquor laws, I didn't even really know liquor law still existed in parts of the country, especially like here in Missouri where we're located. You can just buy booze whenever you want and the bars close at a certain time and then you go home and no one cares. Like it's not a big deal. However, a few, like two weeks ago, I was out on a Sunday morning, super early. My husband had gotten home late from an event. 
So like got in at 4 or 5 a.m. And then our son was up at 7 a.m. So I knew he needed some quiet time to rest. And we had company over. My brother-in-law and his girlfriend were here. And um, so I just wanted to like sneak out to the grocery store and buy some um, stuff for um, brunch. I figured everyone would kind of sleep late. It was a Sunday morning. So everyone would sleep in and then we could have a nice brunch. And I, uh, well, <laughs> so I took my son. I was like, this will be great. We'll grab him. I grabbed him some breakfast and then we went to the grocery store and we were there, you know, pretty early. It was like maybe 8, 15 or so when we got to the grocery store, not to Aldi. We went to a different one, just one closer to our house. And, um, so we're, you know, meandering each of the aisles, we're getting some bacon and we got some orange juice. So when I grabbed the orange juice, I thought to myself like, oh, let's have mimosas. That'll be nice. You know, it's brunch, it's Sunday. It's kind of special. We don't usually have company over. Um, so I'm kind of going all out, right? got our farm fresh eggs at home. I'm going to make some biscuits. You know, this is going to be super cute and fun. So we finished shopping and up at the, at the front of the store is their liquor section. And so I just grabbed off of an end cap, like super simple, just grabbed a bottle of, um, bubbly for the OJ. Um, and I grabbed some apple cider so we could have apple cider mimosas or orange juice mimosas. And I was kind of excited about it. And so I get all the groceries up on the counter on the conveyor belt, my son, who was four, is helping me unload all the groceries. And I put the bottle of champagne up there um, and our Prosecco. And um, he he doesn't even, like, he has no idea what it is, doesn't care, whatever. So he's unloading the groceries, putting stuff up on the counter. And then the checker goes, oh, excuse me, ma'am, I'm sorry. I can't sell you this until after 9 a.m. <laughs> I was dying. I was like, oh, uh, I'm sorry. No big deal. I said, what time is it? She's like, it's 842. I'm like, oh, okay, never mind. Just put it back. I'm sorry about that. I didn't realize, you know, and I, and here I am like, it's quiet. It's a Sunday morning at 840. And uh, anyone else in the store thinks I'm a horrible parent because I've got my kid and my bottle of booze getting put back on the shelf. You know, we probably can't make it to church on time on a Sunday, but I can make it to the grocery store before they can even sell me the booze. And so I just kind of chuckled to myself and, you know, loaded the groceries and we went on to the car. But then I was like, you know, this is stupid. Why can't I buy this? It's not like I'm have an addiction. And if I did, would it matter if I bought it at eight in the morning or nine? Like what is the actual difference between buying a bottle of Prosecco at 8.40 a.m. or 9 a.m. Where do these rules come from? Who makes them up? Why do they exist? I have no idea. And so I drive across town because I'm still trying to kill a little bit of time. I don't want to wake anyone in our house up yet. And I know my son's going to be noisy. So I'm like, I'm going to drive across town at my favorite liquor store. They have a drive through. I don't have to get the kid out of the car. I can drive through. It'll be easy. So by the time we get there, it's like, I don't know, like 8.58, like two minutes to nine. So they're getting close to, they're not open. But I, as I pull in the parking lot, I'm like, ah, oh, I'm with my people. There are four women, not from the same vehicle, I don't suppose. There were several cars in the parking lot. Four women lined up at the front door waiting to get in like it's Black Friday, for real. Like they're in line waiting for the liquor store to open. So I pull around to the side of the building to get behind. I'm third in line at the liquor store in the drive through Like there are two other cars on a Sunday morning before 9 a.m., to drive through to pick up their booze. And so clearly this industry is missing the boat. Like it could be open at eight o'clock, be selling liquor a lot sooner. That's more sales tax generated for the city, you know, 
everybody wins. I get my Prosecco and time to have my mimosas. So I thought it was hysterical that I, well, first of all, I have my kid buying booze on a Sunday morning. Again, we probably can't make it to church on time ever, but I can definitely get to the liquor store before they're open. And the guy in front of me, he bought like two cases, like big cases of beer through the drive through window, which I thought was kind of funny and kind of rude. I'm like, dude, just go inside and carry your own beer instead of the poor worker was like cramming it through the drive through window and into his car or whatever. So anyway, um, that was my Sunday morning experience. And I was, I'm like, I don't know if anyone can relate to this, but the only thing I think we can all relate to is don't we have some weird laws? Like for real, where do these things come from? And then, okay, I get, um, you know, we had prohibition and then we have all these time and things evolve, but it's 2020. The world is already messed up enough. Why are we dictating when and when we cannot buy alcohol? Like, I feel like that's something that, that doesn't really matter. And the scheme of things doesn't matter. Who created these things? Why do they matter? Someone give me a valid explanation about why I can't have alcohol at that time. And maybe like if you go to an early morning church service, you might take communion. You might have wine in your communion cup. Are you allowed to have communion before 9 a.m.? Is that legal? I just, I don't know. I feel so confused by this. And it kind of reminded me, it's been about, I don't know, maybe 10 years ago, we were at an event in Arkansas and it got canceled, got rained out. And so there's, there's nothing to do and a ton of people in town for this event. And so, um, some friends of ours were staying at the same hotel and we said, well, let's just, you know, go grab some drinks and just sit on the tailgate of the truck and have a few drinks or whatever, you know, just hang out in the parking lot and just chill, nothing else to do that, you know, the events rained out and, uh, we were in a dry County. And so we went into the first convenience store and there's like a dry County as, and they don't sell it at all there. And so that blew my mind. I think a lot of that has changed, um, in the last 10 years. Cause I have been to similar places and haven't, you know, they might have some, you know, they don't, they used to not sell it at all on Sundays and now they do. So in Missouri, apparently the rule is not before 9am on Sundays. You've now been educated. Do not get your heart set on a mimosa before 9am. Anyway, um, on that note, um, I have a bottle of wine sitting here on the table. I'm not drinking it yet because it's the middle of the day and I still have to pick up my child from school. But later this evening, um, it's my favorite wine and it's fairly inexpensive. It's Z Alexander Brown, which is Zach Brown from Zach Brown band. It's his, um, wine label called uncaged and he has a proprietary red blend. It's a 2017 California wine, um, super basic, but it is one of the best, um, inexpensive red blends I've ever had. I love Pinot Noir, just any kind of good red blend. And it is by far my favorite. I found it at Sam's Club for only $12.98 a bottle. I usually pay about $20 at the grocery store for it. So I was excited about it. Um, anyway, so if you haven't tried it yet, check out the Alexander Brown Uncaged. He has a couple other varieties as well, but I love the red blend. All right. Well, um, so I kind of mentioned I had a lot of t to talk about today. My list for what we should discuss is kind of rather long. And so I'm going to pare some of this down because like I mentioned next week, um, Brooke is going to be in studio with me and she'll probably be yelling at me for how I just set my notebook down on the table and made some noise. My bad. <laughs> um, anyway, um, so I, um, I've been kind of in this I don't know, not decluttering, not cleaning, not fall cleaning. I don't know what you would call it. Just feeling like our house has been kind of a wreck all summer. Just from being here more often, more frequently, everyone's home, less travel, but then also being busy while we're here and not really paying attention to some things that need 
um, paid attention to. And so I was really getting kind of bogged down by all the clutter and all the stuff. And we just had a good friend give us some awesome storage, um, some wood storage blocks and cubes and a little storage bench for my son's room. And they're still sitting like by our back door, have not been moved into the room yet. He has toys everywhere. I pared them down in the living room. My husband collects um, basketball cards and football cards. They're piled up everywhere. I just feel like the house is getting hoarded up. So instead of going through and getting rid of things, because that would be practical, but it's also a constant fight with the two men in my house, the little guy and the big guy, um, I bought a Roomba. Like, it's clutter. The house is kind of piled up, but let's just turn the Roomba on. It makes me feel so good. Even if I can't get all the things I need done during the day, if the house isn't clean, the dishes aren't done, there's stuff piled on the counter, whatever. Um, the Roomba's going. So instantly the house feels clean. So I was so excited. It was on Amazon prime day. It was, I think like a $600 model was a couple hundred dollars off. I got it for really reasonable. It was here two days later. And, um, I have an app. I just told it on my phone right before I started podcasting today to go ahead and vacuum everywhere from my phone. I'm downstairs and now it's clanking around upstairs, scaring the cats and vacuuming my house. So I'm kind of obsessed. I'm late to the Roomba game. I feel like the iRobot, iVacuum game, I, a lot of people I know have them. And so I've texted a couple of friends how excited I was about it. They're like, oh yeah, we've had one for a few years. I'm like, what? I feel like this is super modern and awesome. Um, but if you're considering them, this is not a plug for any company. I'm not making any money off of selling you to buy a Roomba. Maybe I could, but um, go buy one. Get get on Amazon. Find a good priced one. Um, we have slate floors and carpeting, and so it was important to me to find one that you could use on both. And so far, so good. Like It's missed a few spots, but it's still mapping our house and learning the house. And if I could get it really kind of tuned in how I want it, I think we might buy one for downstairs too. have one upstairs and one downstairs. I still swear by my auric. I love, I will use it to vacuum our stairs and probably my son's room because in reality, it's never going to be clean enough to clean his room with the <laughs> Roomba because it would suck up all the toys, but I will probably use the auric in there. Um, but for the, it's nice for the hard surfaces and the soft surfaces, you can use it in both. So I'm super impressed I also now find it so funny to watch the Roomba videos of like cats on Roombas. My cat, one seems to not really care about the Roomba and the other one is terrified of it and is probably hiding somewhere downstairs here. He was on my shoulder before I was getting ready to record the podcast today. He likes to be where, where I am if no other people are around. So he, I think he was kind of excited I was down here. It was quiet. And then as soon as I kicked the Roomba on upstairs, he started kind of freaking out and ran into the other room. So I'm sure he's hiding somewhere safely now, but I love watching all the crazy cat uh, Roomba videos. So I've, you know, I was a cat lady long before crazy cat ladies were a thing. And now I've become the crazy chicken lady. So crazy that, um, I took my SUV, my Ford Explorer this morning to the farm store in the next town over because we live kind of in a city and there's not really farm stores in our city, but you don't have to go far to find one. And so I went over to the neighboring town to pick up um, some straw bales. Yesterday, I spent the morning um, hanging a tarp inside of the chicken coop. It was really important to me that the tarp wasn't blue and, and trashy. I had to get a silver one to match the barn that the chickens are in. So I put the tarp up on the inside and then I went and picked up straw bales today to line the inside of the coop to keep the wind and cold out. The weather is kind of turned here and I want to make sure that the chickens survive the winter. So you have to keep them warm. And so I drove my little SUV, got to the place. My husband thought maybe I could fit a couple straw bales in the car. 
Well, the kid working, he was a winner. Like he was going to get the, I bought six straw bales. They're large. We crammed five of them in my car. Five. Blew my mind. We got three in the back and then two kind of by the kid's car seat. And then I went back later and got the sixth one that I paid for. And my car is destroyed. There is straw all over in it. And I was kind of unfazed by it, but my husband was like mortified when I came home. He was like, this is disgusting. This is a mess. The car is a pigsty. And I said, well, we pay to have it clean. So I'll just go to the car place. He's like, they're going to hate you when you pull in there. I'm like, it's raining today. They're bored. They'll be glad to have some work. So I'll tip them. It'll be fine. So I've yet to go there. Um, I'm going to go right before I pick up my son from school. So we'll see um, how many glares and evil eyes I get from all the straw that's literally all over in the car. Like all over. So now we're calling it, it's my SUV. It's my farm car. <laughs> so I only have eight chickens. We don't actually have a farm, but I have a farm car. You got to do what you got to do, right? And the chickens seemed, you know, they don't have a clue why they have straw in their chicken coop, but they seemed happy that I was taking care of them. I don't really think you can judge a, a chicken's happiness, but maybe you can. Maybe today we'll get extra eggs or something. They'll be so glad I brought them something to keep them warm. We'll get extra eggs. Um, anyway, moving along to um, my actual topic, that was kind of a little side note. Um, one of the things we want to talk about is our product spotlight today. And I, I forget how many times I've talked about this because I love it. Um, but we talk about the beauty counter overnight resurfacing peel a lot. Well, beauty counter launched, um, earlier this year, a, another kind of like a, a partner to the overnight resurfacing peel. And it's the, um, all bright sea serum. And so you put it on in the morning and it just, Oh, it just, it's awesome. It's 10% vitamin C and turmeric and 10%. Oh wait, that's another language, but anyway, so it's a great kind of, um, has kind of that turmeric smell to it. And, um, it's not like citrusy smelling. I think a lot of times when you say vitamin C, you think of like lemons or oranges, the scent kind of surprised me. Um, but it, it's really great. It's the only thing I'm wearing today. Actually, I haven't worn any makeup. Um, one of the reasons I love it, it really makes your skin um, look bright and crisp and, um, kind of partners with that overnight resurfacing peel to give the tightness and uh, minimizes the fine lines. So I'm so obsessed with it that I've already almost emptied my first bottle and it's only been out for a few months but it's oftentimes a lot. The only thing that I'll wear, I'll just put it on and go like I'll do my morning face wash and then put this all over, slather it on and then head out the door. So anyway, um, Albright C Serum by beauty counter. I keep talking about their products and safer switches because I'm obsessed with them. I can also, um, tell you all the different things they're doing to legislate change within the beauty industry, but I might bore you to death with them because they can't, they're constantly working on ways to, um, improve the products that we have in our homes, which I think is incredible. So, um, anyway, so we've talked about the last couple of weeks, I was going to do um, a beauty counter pop-up party. So I'll link that on our Facebook page and on Instagram, um, the link for the pop-up party right now. And even if you don't come to the party, um, just through the 29th, I think maybe the 31st, I'll need to check the dates, but beauty counter is doing 20% off site-wide to any new and customers. So if you've never ordered from beauty counter and you're kind of like, eh, I don't know, that looks a little pricey or I haven't tried that or whatever. I'm not sure about this product. Um, definitely now is a good time to try it. The code, the promo code for everyone, anyone who's never shopped with beauty counter before is just clean for all 20. And that takes 20% off everything except for the new holiday sets, which are 
really already a great price anyway. And they're usually two or three products kind of paired together. And so you don't save the 20% off of that, but you'll definitely want to check those out as well. Um, so I'll drop the link for the pop-up party. I know Becky, one of our listeners in Oklahoma, a good friend of mine, she was asking about some of the products and um, I'll also post a link, which just reminds me, I still haven't sent Becky the skin quiz. Beauty Counter is awesome because they have a, a little quiz that you can take and you answer questions about your skin and it makes a recommendation for you on what products would be great. I'm not like an esthetician or a beauty professional. I'm just someone who loves good products and good packaging, which are two things that I love about them. And I also was, you know, really adamant on making safer switches for our household. And so those are the reasons I love Beauty Counter. I'm not a like, oh, this will be great for dry skin and this will be great for acne. <laughs> that's that's not me. Maybe one day I'll know all their little um, tricks of the trade and the things they recommend for everyone. But for now, I just want everyone that I know that's listening to get a good deal. So clean for all 20 to save 20% and to use products that are better for you. It really makes a difference. So um, that's my soapbox on beauty counter for today. Um, make sure and check out the pop-up that'll be going on um, today, the 20th through the 29th. And all during the pop-up, you can save 20%. So it's really awesome that you can shop and save the 20%. So um, last week we talked a little bit about it being fall and the weather changing. It's been pretty cold here in Missouri. And then we're going to have like an 80 degree day this week and then 40s next week. I think it snowed in Iowa yesterday. It's been a little nutty, but I call it like official hat weather. So today I was just like outside doing um, some work with the chickens. I've been to the farm store twice. I had my rain boots on. To be honest, I look like total uh, trash before I was recording, but I decided I couldn't be in the right mood to come and connect with all of you if I wasn't like looking the part and, you know, getting out of my norm of just leggings and a t-shirt, which I've been in since March, like all of you. So I'm still in my leggings. I'm still in a t-shirt. It's tied up in a cute little knot. And then I threw on an oversized sweater that has fur cuff sleeves. And then my black, um, wide brimmed hat, felt hat, but then I realized like, oh, I did all this work. I still didn't put makeup on. I just have the C-Serum, the Beauty Counter um, Albright C-Serum on. And I threw my hat on and I got in my, my chair here to podcast and I've got my notes and I got my coffee and I've got my candle from Leah. Shout out Leah. She just got me one of the Reborn Candles pumpkin spice latte candle. I'm burning it today. Um, I'm drinking my coffee, my latte out of a cup from my friend Bailey. It says, don't be a prick. I've got all my Zen things, right? everything ready to go. And then I got to put my headphones on and I can't because I have this massive hat on and I would smush the hat. So anyway, lame, I know, but, um, I want to know where you buy your hats because I have a few, maybe six or eight, maybe that's more than a few. And I'm upset, obsessed with them, but I have a hard time finding them. Like I have one, I randomly found at Target. I have one I ordered on J crew. I have two that I bought at a little boutique in town, but they were like on the clearance in the back. The boutique itself doesn't have a ton of clothing. They're more um, like house goods and homewares and those kinds of things. And so I don't have a spot. And I've been getting a few ads on Insta um, for a couple different brands, but I'm so nervous to pull the trigger. So I want to know where do you buy your perfect fall and winter hats? Um, and I don't really care if they keep your head warm. That's not really why I wear a hat. It's fashionable. And my head does get hot and the felt hats. But um, more just stylistically and just something fun, especially when my gray hairs are showing. So, um, let me know, shout out to anybody who's a, an avid hat wearer, post all your hat selfies. I, I think it's a rule if you're ever wearing a hat more than just a baseball cap. And even then, heck, why not? 
um, you got to post it. You got to post a selfie, even if you're not feeling, um, a hundred percent, you gotta, you gotta show the world, uh, your hat vibes because it is the season. It is hat weather. So anyway, again, shout out to Bailey. I'm drinking my latte out of my don't breathe a prick cactus cup and Leah. I went over to see Leah, um, a couple nights ago, she had a sweet gift for my son, some hand-me-down things from her step kiddos. And, um, we got to see their new patio. They've been working really hard on their back deck and patio area. It looks gorgeous. And, uh, she had this basket on her counter of coffee and a candle and a Starbucks gift card and some Ask an OC chocolates for me. And it was the sweetest thing. She's like, well, I just kept seeing things and they just said, oh, they said Ashley to me. And I'm like, oh, that's so sweet. So if you don't have a Bailey who gets you an awesome, don't be a prick cactus cup for your birthday or a friend like Leah who just randomly had a basket of goodies at her house. Like I've got this cute little napkin that says, oh, it's happy hour. Um, and a candle and coffee and chocolates, like literally all of the best things. So thanks, Leah, Joe. I love you. Um, and thanks, Bailey. Things that make me happy. And kind of on that same note, we've talked about the last couple of weeks um, writing thank you notes or showing gratitude in some way. And I have a long list of notes to write. I had a, a fundraiser for a nonprofit board that I serve on last week. And with COVID, the, the fundraisers look totally different this year. And so we can only have a small private party at the restaurant I was hosting dinner at and then several restaurants in town gave percentages of sales to the nonprofit if you dined with them. Um, and so I had a small gathering at a local restaurant who is amazing. Shout out Pat and Sherry at Metro Grill um, here in Springfield Metropolitan Grill. If you're ever traveling through, it is the best place to eat in town. Um, but I had these wonderful, amazing friends and family come and support the event um, and raise money for an organization near and dear to me. So I have a long list of thank you notes to write for that. I also mentioned our trip to Bentonville the week prior. Um, my girlfriends that traveled, I want to make sure and share my gratitude with them. Uh, Leah got me this cute basket of goodies, so I need to send her a note. So sometimes when you think like, oh, I don't know who to say thank you to. Just think about the things you've been doing, what's been going on in your life. There is someone impacting you. So please express some um, thankfulness to them. I know we think a lot of that in, you know, November and Thanksgiving, but I'm, I'm really trying to make that a habit. And I hope you are too, to, to express gratitude more than just like a tag on a Facebook post or a text. Those things matter too, but the, um, really the Jennifer Shager way of writing down a thoughtful letter or note to someone is important. And I think it makes everyone's day and put it in the mail, make sure they get it in the mail or put it in their mailbox at their workplace or drop it off at their desk or something when they're not there. So do, you know, do something a little extra to make it special too. Speaking of extra special things, one of my favorite pastimes this time of year is that on ABC, you can watch the great pumpkin, Charlie Brown. And I've been seeing social light up with everyone. So disappointed that um, usually ABC airs it twice in the month of October. Um, they're not airing it. And everyone's still like, oh my gosh, why aren't they airing it? It's 2020. This year has been horrible. We need Charlie Brown. We need these things. Um, hello and welcome to 2020, the year of rights acquisitions. <laughs> Media rights are a huge deal. Um, and if you don't understand how that all works, basically, if you're a sports fan, you've ever had a sporting event blacked out on your network that you watch at home and you couldn't find it anywhere, or you listen to a certain show and it's only even a podcast, it's only available on a certain network. It's because that network has the rights to that program. And the same is true for the great pumpkin, Charlie Brown. Um, the Charlie Brown franchise has been 
um, the rights have been acquired by Apple. So if you are an Apple TV subscriber, you can watch The Great Pumpkin Charlie Brown and download it. And if you're not an Apple TV subscriber, you can, um, I think they do two weeks free or 30 days free. And it's really inexpensive. I'm a fan, but I also don't think they have enough programming to justify monthly because if you binge watch a couple of their best shows, like The Morning Show and Dickinson, which I love both of those, um, you could cancel it. So maybe it's a good time to <laughs> subscribe to Apple for a couple months here at the holidays and then cancel when you're tired of it. Um, or if you buy um, certain cell phone plans right now, if you buy a new device, like a new iPad or new phone, you get a year free of Apple TV. So you might check with your provider to see if that's included. But I just think it's it's not funny. It's kind of sad. But everyone is like up in arms about why the great pumpkin Charlie Brown isn't going to air on ABC, isn't going to be shown on television. And um yeah, rights acquisitions. They're sometimes awesome. They sometimes suck. Um, ask Taylor Swift about that. Anyway, um, well, let's see. Oh, yes. Next topic. I need someone here to remind me of these things. Um, Crockpot season. If anyone is like me, and if you can hear that noise in the background, it's my cat scratching at the door trying to come in. Um, Crockpot season is upon us. We are um, trying to try a new crockpot meal every week in our house. And, uh, there's a big debate between my husband and one of his buddies about, um, that crockpots aren't meals. He hates anything made in a crockpot because it always has to be served with something else. So last night for the chiefs game, they had Monday night football. I made a crockpot of brisket chili, which is one of my favorite, like easy go-to recipes. Um, was already like pre-cooked brisket that I buy at the store. And then all of our favorite ingredients that I dump in the crock pot and you basically just heat it up. It's nothing that even requires cooking. We just like to let it simmer in the crock pot for a while. So uh, I also made it with a, paired it with a grilled cheese on sourdough, which was the perfect combination on a cold kind of fall evening. But our friend is like, he hates crock pot meals. He thinks that they're lame. You, you know, you never can get full. You've got to consume so much of them. So I got to know if you're a crockpot fan or not. And then how do you spice it up? So I make a lot of potato soup. I do chili. We do white chicken chili. I do lots of different varieties of vegetable soups. Um, I do a sausage and Brussels sprout, um, kind of like a sausage cabbage combo. And um, I do a lot with um, like rice or quinoa in the soups instead. Um, I've done some temper tempered eggs before. So anyway, I'd love to hear some recipes um, from any of our listeners of things that are doing in the crock pot this season. And if you're a crock pot fan, I know Instapots are all the rage, but and your Instapot has a crock pot setting, but let me know what your favorite um, crock pot recipes are. Cause I'm always looking to change it up. And, or if you hate crock pot season, is it not a thing? I feel like it's a thing, but maybe it's not, maybe it doesn't get cold where you are and it's not a thing, but in the Midwest, I feel like if it's not fall, it's not winter, it's not a family gathering unless somebody's bringing a crock pot of something cheesy, melty, and delicious. So um, I got to know what your favorite crock pot creations are. So if you want to um, drop those to me in a message on social, I'd love to see that. Um, and so real quickly, talking about holidays, we're going to do our full um, holiday episode soon with our favorite um, like handmade, homemade, locally made, shopping local gift items and gift ideas, but I gotta, I gotta give some props or credits due. I said, I ordered my Roomba from Amazon and I go back and forth kind of like I do with safer switches to things. It's like, I want to make the right decisions and I want to support local business, but I also love the convenience of clicking 
buy now and it ships to my door in two days for free on Amazon. So I try as much as possible when we're shopping for most daily things. Um, you know, if there is a local option, you know, we have a great local health food store. We buy a lot of supplements and a lot of organic foods at, um, trying to do those things as part of our routine, but also the convenience of Amazon. And so in this nutty time of everything being zoom and teleconference and phones and computers and streaming and all of that in the mail, just like a thank you note in the physical mail, I got an Amazon Christmas wish book and it's for kids. Um, it's an Amazon catalog. It's just like the old Sears catalog or the JC Penney wish book that you might've seen when you were a child and you got to go flip through it and dream of all the amazing things you could get. Um, it's just like that. It's small. It has a real soft, um, kind of matte cover, which as a marketing person, I love, um, it has a real whimsical feel to it. It also has a little Christmas wish list spot in it where you write down what you want. Each page has a QR code linking all of the items on it. it. Has a cute little like a an activity in it for the kids and it also has some stickers so they can put stickers on things that they like. Okay, Amazon. I don't know what department or who thought of this or if it's your first time or your 10th year, I don't know, doing the um, Amazon catalog, but I love it. Kudos to you. Um, genius. I, I really like touching, holding, feeling, having catalogs or magazines, um, books. Those are things that I, I hope never go away. I know our society changes and evolves and we have things that are more convenient, but when I get, you know, like I got a Duluth trading, um, we talk about their, uh, bare naked underwear that I ordered for my husband at Christmas time, which by the way, they're on sale right now for $17.50 a pair, which still seems ridiculous, but um, it's a good price for the Duluth Trading men's um, boxer briefs. But I got this Duluth Trading catalog for women that I'm looking at and I flipped through every page and I read most of their descriptions because they're always hysterical. They have really genius um, marketers who write all of their descriptions for their products. Um, but I love it. I love touching and feeling this. And then I'll go online and order the products, right? So it's not like I'm filling out an order form. There isn't even an order form. You can't flip to the last page and detach here and write all your product ID numbers on it and send it in. It's really just so you can see the products in an easy, tangible way. And you're going to go online and order. Or you're going to go to your local Duluth trading store or, you know, whatever. Maybe you see something in one, the Amazon catalog and you know that a store in town carries it, whatever it is. Um, you can go physically there or you can just go online and order it. So even like um, Duluth Trading's um, catalog here, they have denim for women. And it says that the heading of the page says denim that's still worth a damn. Their daily denim collection. So anyway, I just think that they have great marketing and people that are producing catalogs still are a favorite of mine. So Duluth and Amazon, you're winning in my book. I'm definitely going to let my, and my son loved the Amazon catalog. He flipped through it on one of the first pages as the Hot Wheels garage he's been dying to have for like a year that definitely is on his list to get from Santa. And so he was so excited about that. And he was excited there was a place to write a list for things he wanted for Santa he came up with one thing that he wanted already. It's still October. He came up with one item, a stuffed frog. So we wrote a stuffed frog. He wanted me to draw a picture of said frog. So I drew a picture of stuffed frog right next to it. And then he told his Nana later that day, same day that we got the catalog, that he wanted a stuffed frog. And his Nana went out to the shed, dug through an old bin of 
things of mine from when I was a child and found a stuffed frog and actually found like five or six stuffed frogs and sent them all home home with him. <laughs> so the only thing he wanted from Santa, he already has from his Nana and it is upcycled because it was mine when I was a child and he thinks that's the coolest thing. This was mama's when she was little. So anyway, um, we're going to have to go revert back to the Amazon catalog. We know he wants the Hot Wheels um, garage, but there might be other items in there that I think he'll like. So anyway, um, just kudos to Amazon and Duluth and all of the companies out there that are still trying to do things the old-fashioned way, even in a modern society. I think I think the best marketing companies are those who can combine both. And I know this isn't a podcast about marketing or any of that, but if I, if I can feel good and have that sense of excitement when I see or touch or feel or hold a catalog. And that makes my bond to your company stronger. So um, even if you're a small business and you send thank you notes to your customers, or you put a little um, note card, or you have a rewards program and you send email marketing campaigns, those are all great. But if there's a way that you can um, reach out to your clientele and, and send them a little coupon in the mail or a thank you note in the mail, definitely do that. So shout out to all our Etsy brands and small businesses um, that are already, you know, probably having to work twice as hard this year to make any profit. So keep it up and add, add a little extra touch, do something um, sentimental and personal and sweet. Um, anyway, and on that note, I think we'll, we'll wrap up, um, our show today. So again, we talked about, um, homemade pumpkin spice latte. I'll drop that recipe, um, on our social. And then don't forget about the beauty counter pop-up shop we're going to do. It starts today, goes through the 29th and the clean for all 20 code to get, um, 20% off anything on the beauty counter website. And if you have an opinion about liquor laws on Sundays in your state or in your county, <laughs> I want to hear about it. I don't think I'm upset enough about not getting my booze before 9 a.m. to go um, pick it or, uh, you know, propose any new laws. However, I do need to know, like, the why behind them still being in existence. Maybe it's just because everyone's like, eh, it's stupid, but we're... <laughs> or too lazy like me to do anything about it. So anyway, thanks for tuning in. I hope that you have a great week and I look forward to seeing you next week when Miss Brooke joins us on Tuesday. Um, thanks a lot. See ya. Bye.